Hello and welcome to Adventures in Venue Land, an EVMC podcast. Join us for this all-access pass backstage and behind the scenes with some of the brightest minds that cross the scope of the live event industry. I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. We'll introduce you to incredible guests who journey with us as we dive deep into the world of venues, tours, festivals, and everything in between. Grab your laminate and meet us in Venue Land. Today's adventure takes us to the Lone Star State. We're going to talk with a woman who has done marketing in Dallas, San Antonio, from the Stars to the Spurs to Dickey's Arena. She's seen a lot in this industry in a short time. Excited to talk with Becca Berger. She's the Senior Sports Marketing Manager for the Fort Worth Sports Commission. Hey, Becca, how's it going? Hey, good. Thank you for having me. So tell us about your current role there, because it's something a little different than a lot of your history and, and different from a lot of our listeners and kind of what they do currently. So talk to us about what you're doing these days. Yeah. So I am the senior sports marketing manager of the Fort Worth Sports Commission, just like you said. Um, I run really your every single day social media, website, PR, press releases for the city of Fort Worth. So think of any sporting event that comes to the city, I am doing marketing for. So I am working with national governing bodies and the venues that are in Fort Worth. And I am kind of that middleman between the two and making sure that anything that anyone needs hospitality wise, hosting, making sure events are successful from the time of planning marketing, through the execution of the actual event itself. That's going to be really interesting too, because I'm sure you see a wide variety of events. I mean, like anyone would, I guess, on the venue side, but I feel like sports commissions have so many different events that come through to cities that, you know, whether it's uh, hosting a gymnastics championship or something from NCAA to, you know, something for baseball or whatever it is, there's so much variety there. Is that is that something that you kind of enjoy the 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 shakeup on that side? Yeah, I think I've always loved that part of the events, and I've kind of always been in that niche market. Um, so I'll I'll kind of go into you know you said you know the Spurs and the Stars, and I've kind of always been on somewhat of an island, I would say, at these sports teams. So whether that's venue marketing for sports teams or you know different events throughout the sports commission. So I really love being able to do something different every single day. I think it keeps things interesting. Um, I've had a ton of different event experience just in the year and a half that I've been at the sports commission, you know, anything from NCAA women's gymnastics championships to women's tennis association world finals. Um, we are hosting MLB all-star week next year. So helping wow, plan for that. So it really just, I mean, there's your, your kind of monthly events and then there's those bigger events and it's definitely different planning for the future. I think that's been really cool. You know, you have your, your team side marketing where you kind of get in the groove every single day and you're used to that. And I think this has been a really good shift because it's something that 
okay, it's coming in 2024 or 2026. And you're like, okay, how do I plan for something that is so far ahead? Like you kind of get in that mindset, but everything really comes quicker than you would think in this world. And there's just so much planning that comes with, you know, working with national governing bodies and so much that, you know, comes with working with the venue itself and making sure that, um, you know, you have a solid ticket sales plan and your marketing plan, you know, everything from budgeting a year in advance and making sure that if you, you know, want to hire influencers to help with your marketing plan that, you know, you're planning everything in time. Becca, you know, you talk about, you know, working on this stuff and obviously you're working with the venues when you're doing that. You've got the venues experience and the team's experience. So talk to me about, you know, how you kind of used that in your current position. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'll kind of give just a background for the listeners. So went to University of Kansas, worked at KU Athletics, so kind of got that college athletics experience. Um, after graduating from the University of Kansas, I went and worked for the Spurs and I was on the team side and shout out Lori Shapiro here. Um, she was <laughs> not, the, not the first <laughs> previous guest, previous guest, Lori Shapiro. Um, so she was actually on the venue side when I was on the sports side and I had no idea that there was that whole other world. And obviously she was coming to this conference and, you know, doing that whole other side. And so that was a side that I was like, okay, I haven't heard of it, but it is really cool. She's able to kind of, you know, use these live event experiences and tie the marketing back to the team side and, you know, create these really cool experiences for fans that you wouldn't typically see. And it was honestly, at the time, this was 2014. So it was really new and it was emerging and there was just so much you could do with it. And so I kind of saw her grow in that. And, you know, after 2015, after, um, so I had an internship with the Spurs that got turned into a full-time role and, In 2015, I got a job um, in Dallas, actually at the marketing arm, and I was there for about nine months. And then I got a job with the Dallas Stars. So I know it sounds like I went from team, 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 but there was an agency in there too. So I think it's important to know like all facets of, you know, my career that have kind of helped shape me into the experience that I have into, you know, this success of being able to know every single person who's involved in the marketing process and being able Mm -hmm. to really assess what is best per event. So I think that's really helpful. I mean, obviously, um, I think one of the biggest challenges that I've faced in the DFW area is competition of events. So obviously it's like, when I was working at the stars, we had our competition was the Cowboys, the Rangers, the Mavs. And how are you going to set yourself aside of there's so much going on in your area. So how are you going to compete and sell your destination and your experience over those? Because I think you have to learn to really be unique with what people want and figure out, you know, what the audience will kind of settle into. I love that you mentioned kind of the benefits of touching all those areas and even the agency side, which I think is a really important side, because I think that's something we've heard from a lot of guests on when it comes to kind of having that well-rounded understanding of the whole process and that 
although you may feel like your role is very important and it is in whatever side of the industry you're on, there's so many other cogs in that wheel. And so if you kind of skip certain ones or you don't empathize with the struggles that other, you know, whether it's the venue side or the agency side or all these different groups are having, you can kind of miss I don't know, key challenges maybe that a lot of people have. And so I think having a better understanding kind of of that whole process really sets you up for success because then you're knowing, okay, like in your current position, you know, I'm at the sports commission, but I'm working with these venues. I've been on the venue side. I know where they're coming from and I know their motivation. And then, you know, here's the sports team and I know where they're coming from. And then, you know, and everyone's kind of looking at it from a different angle, but they all want at the end of the day to have a successful event. It's just how do you get all those relationships to work well together? So I'm sure that sets you up for success or at least gives you a different perspective that a lot of other people don't have and that you've kind of seen all those sides. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's cool about this role is it kind of brings everyone together. You know, it really focuses on that hospitality and making sure that the event goes smoothly from that planning process to the execution. And I say that obviously there's so much marketing in between and there's so much planning that goes into it, but so much of live events are the actual experience itself and making sure that you know, when an organization and an event comes to your city, making sure that they want to come back and, you know, just really focusing on those relationships. And I think obviously, you know, being in having the sports knowledge that I have and and that experience, and then obviously the venue side of things. So knowing how much, you know, time and energy goes into these events on there, on the venue side itself and being yeah. empathetic towards that, I think it's really helpful to kind of you know, loop everything in, you kind of tie a nice bow of like, welcome to our city. Here's everything that we're going to do. We're going to make your event super successful. And here's why you're going to want to come back and work with us in the future. And it just goes to show that like with marketing, I mean, obviously you're telling a story and my biggest goal is to tell the Fort Worth story and, you know, why we are so hospitable and why we are you know, that destination that will make you feel like you want to come back. And it's, it's just that, that home feeling. Becky, you mentioned, you know, the Fort Worth story. So for the people that, you know, aren't from Texas, right. We might know Dallas and we know Austin and we, we know Houston. And so you obviously it's a big, big state, a lot of big cities. Tell us, tell us about Fort Worth. Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, it's such a pleasure to work in Fort Worth and have this experience. I think it's so unique and the city itself. So, you know, I'm from Kansas and it kind of does give me just that smaller town feel of just the people, but it is a big, it's a huge city, you know? And so you're getting that vibe of people being kind and just this rich culture and history and I think people obviously underestimate like there's just so much to do and so much to see and so much to learn in the city, whether that's, you know, dining and I mean, drinking is a huge part too, but seeing the city for everything that it is from an educational standpoint, I think like there's just so much diversity and just really cool opportunities that you wouldn't expect and Fort Worth really just has it all. So obviously it's like to kind of explain a little bit further of my organization. So 
the Fort Worth Sports Commission is an umbrella under Visit Fort Worth. So there are kind of different categories that Visit Fort Worth oversees. And so one of them is the Fort Worth Herd, which is a twice daily cattle drive. And honestly, I think that is my favorite experience (laughs) that Fort Worth has to offer. I would go twice a day. What what does that mean? Tell me what that means. (laughs) What is a cattle drive? (laughs) So it is this awesome experience in the stockyards and twice daily, the cattle literally comes down the road. They block it off. Hundreds of thousands of visitors come and see I mean, literally just live animals on the street, like welcome to Texas. And it's everyone's wow. favorite thing. I'm gonna say that sounds very appropriately, Texas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fun because it's like you kind of get to put your boots on and your hat. And it's just it's such a cool experience down in the stockyards. I think that is my favorite place just to like walk up and down the street and just see everything it has to offer. There's tons of of history in the city and you kind of get to learn throughout the stockyards of, you know, going from place to place historically and really learn the diversity and the culture of the city of Fort Worth. So, you know, we help promote that, um, you know, visit Fort Worth with the herd. And then there is here Fort Worth, which is local music, And they do a really good job of connecting local artists um, all over the city and, you know, helping them get their name out. And, um, you know, we've partnered with um, here Fort Worth for some of our events to just have like any local music come in, you know, play for an influencer marketing event or, you know, just really play into that emotion of sales tactics. So I think that's been really cool for us. And then, you know, obviously we have the film commission and the sports commission and the sales and services team. So it's a lot. I mean, obviously there's busy. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's lots going on. Um, it's a great, great group of people. And I think what's unique is that when I was in the live event industry and you know, working team side and everything. I mean, I didn't even know that this was an available career option. So I think that's been really cool to know. I think I always thought that, not that I was going to be stuck team side, because I feel like I learned so much with every single sports team, but you kind of get to the point where you're like, should I leave the sports industry? Should I, like, everyone kind of gets to that point. I mean, I've been in the industry for 10 years now, and you you hit that mark where you're like, what more is there? Like, can I be doing something more than just this? And I think it's hard when we're right out of college and getting these amazing jobs. It's it's so cool, but it gets to the point where it's like, okay, is there like you you get to the top of all of your wants and your to-dos, and it's like, okay, so what's next? And so I think this is a really cool way of bringing everything that I've really ever worked on to life. And so I'm, I'm really lucky to be able to do it with the Fort Worth Sports Commission. With, with Dallas being, you know, it's the Dallas Fort Worth area, right? That's how people outside of Texas hear it. Tell me about, you know, establishing your own identity and, and kind of how, what your relationship is like with, with, I'm sure Dallas has their own sports commission. Totally. Um, I mean, I think that is probably something that everyone is working on is, 
figuring out their competition and, you know, nailing down what really speaks to them and, and figuring out who they are. So I think we've done a really good job of tapping into, you know, all the resources that we have, but also just like being who we are and embracing that. I think a lot of people get caught up in competition and they try to do these things that like, oh, this will make me stand out. And it's like, at the end of the day, like we just want to show and sell the destination as opposed to events themselves, because we're selling the experience. We're not selling the individual events. And I think that is, has really helped us, I would say, um, in kind of establishing our niche and, and really going from there of, you know, having that competition. I mean, obviously it's hard because we do work with the Dallas Sports Commission on events. And so I wouldn't like, it's, it's hard to say that they're competition because, you know, we're partnering on, you know, the FIFA World Cup with them. And, you know, we get to work on events that are hosted at like AT&T Stadium. And, you know, with MLB All-Star Week, we're working with the Arlington Sports Commission. And so I think it just embracing that it's okay to have competition, but also I think for so long, people thought that you could only go to Dallas or you could only go to Fort Worth. And it's like, no, they're two separate cities and you should be making stops in both because there's right. just so, such different stories to tell and such different experiences with both to be had. And I think both are unique. And I think that's, what's really exciting for us. It seems definitely like probably, I don't know if you would agree with this, but like the closest comparison being like the twin cities in Minneapolis, where there's not a lot of places in the States where you do have two large cities in such close proximity to each other. But I think to your point, and we heard the same thing from friends of ours up in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, and that you really have such unique personalities with both cities. And there's so many great things with both cities that you're kind of doing yourself a disservice if you only visit one or you only think of one whenever you're thinking of it as a destination. And it really like they each kind of have their own personality and and their own thing that they can showcase. But it's it is, I'm sure, kind of a fun challenge and struggle, but also a fun thing. And that you do have this large city sports commission that you're collaborating with sometimes and competing with sometimes. And, you know, it sounds like a fun challenge uh one question i have is are you involved in any of those conversations when they are like we're gonna go after bidding on something like i know you you went to the all-star game right because i'm sure you all knew you were having it so you're going to check it out like do you kind of you know get involved in any of those conversations or go scout you know when you know you're gonna have a gymnastics championship are you going to the year you know the city it's in the year before and kind of scoping it out and what's that process been like Yeah. So I think that's the most fun part about this is like, there's so many different sectors in, you know, going out and bidding on events and then the actual event operations and planning to come to a city and then the marketing of it. So I'm really not involved in the bidding, which I appreciate because I like to leave (laughs) it to the professionals. Um, Great. We have a really great team. Um, who does that. And so I really, I mean, yes, I will go and scout for an event that, for example, MLB all-star week. So really, I don't, I'm not going to touch too much on it. I'm going to let, um, you know, Texas have its surprises for what we'll host and all of that. But 
I think the cool part is, is that, you know, obviously I wanted to go and see it and be able to, you know, help with all the experience side. So like we're talking any sponsor parties, any, any ancillary events around the actual event that would help us garner any PR, marketing, media, any anything local that we can really blow up and just take it to the next level. And I think that part of my job I really love because I don't necessarily have the sales experience. I have the marketing experience, but I'm not going out and finding like USA Karate, USA Taekwondo, um, right, you know, right. random, like I don't have those connections, but fortunately, you know, obviously with every industry, there's all these conferences that you go to and you meet all these national governing bodies and, you know, you put together these pitches and the bids. And so I am helping with bid books from a marketing standpoint of, Hey, here's, you know, all of the analytics for, I make all the post-event reports. So that's part of my job of, okay, let's take an event and let's see how it did. So, you know, obviously I partner with any media monitoring analytics and I get those, whether it's, you know, how hashtags performed for us in any social media data. And I kind of compile it into a one pager for a client. And then I'm able to kind of compile all of those and say, okay, here's the stats that are important for us. And this is something that we can use in a bid book and show, you know, why Fort Worth. So I think that part of it is, is really cool. And just knowing the whole event process, but I would say I am the last to kind of get involved in an event. So it kind of starts with our executive director and the director of booking. So She's kind of, you know, the the new business and um, our executive director, who's my boss, you know, they work together in scoping those out and, you know, getting Fort Worth in the conversations. And then once an event gets booked, it goes to our operations department and they figure out, you know, all the coordination with transportation and the venue and, you uh, know, yeah. they go from there with the hotels and how many room nights and, so kind of just spirals from there. And then they introduce me to their marketing contact. And, you know, then I go, I set up an initial call and I figure out, you know, who's your target market? When do you want to go on sale? What's your goal? I think, you know, with a lot of these events, especially the smaller ones, you know, I'm I'm always available for help. You know, I, I'm the only one who does marketing for the sports commission. And I think that part is really unique because, I'm able to kind of tell this story of, you know, it's not only driving ticket sales. It's also, you know, what is your organization story? How can we help? Is there a community relations aspect to this? Can I tie in any local partners, any local universities? You know, a lot of times we we work really closely with our city council and the mayor. And if there's any proclamations that I can help write that, you know, we make an official day in Texas, in Fort Worth um, for that special event and just making sure that we go above and beyond in figuring out what their purpose is for having that event. It's it's a lot to take care of, but you've mentioned, you know, the people on your team that you work with. So let's drill down a little bit because we kind of got the overview, but, you know, tell us about your team that you've got there working with and, and what's a day like for you? Are you working from home? Are you working in the office? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So, there is six of us on the team right now. So um, I am in charge of marketing. There's 
two operations. One is an operations director and then one is an operations coordinator. And um, we've got two people in business development. One is the director, one is a manager, I believe. And then um, our executive director who runs the sports commission. So very lucky. I love a just a cohesive team. Um, I've been very grateful to, you know, our team is so diverse just in what we've experienced. Um, one of the girls, you know, has experience in minor league baseball. And I've always said that people who have worked in minor league baseball deserve the most respect. They've been through the ringer. Yeah, they, they know, know how, to, how sell. to sell tickets. Yeah. They know how to work with people on any scale, any level. And they're just, they're so driven. And I think that is so important and then, you know, the director of operations, he has years and years of experience at other sports commissions. And so I think that's really important for us because, you know, I don't have that experience in sports commissions. I have it in sports themselves. And then there's people on the team who don't have any sports experience. And that's really pertinent for us because we need that hotel experience and that customer service experience. And we're just a really good balance of Honestly, we're we're all transplants, which is really funny. None of us are actually from Fort Worth, which I find kind of entertaining just because we're all promoting visit Fort Worth and the city of Fort Worth, but it kind of shows that like everybody can love this city and everybody is welcome and here it is, like here's what we offer. And so I think that part has been really fun and welcoming. Um, you know, I've been places and worked for teams my whole life that I'm like, yeah, I'm just from Kansas. And they're like, oh, you're the first person from Kansas I've ever met. Like, what do you even do there? You know? And so I think that <laughs> part is, is fun. And obviously like I, I do love living in Texas. And so I've kind of just embraced it. Um, and then for what my days look like, I know people say it in this industry, but they're all different. Um, yeah. True. So we are in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's kind of been since January, we were going in once a week, pretty much COVID. We didn't have an office. They built us an office now this year. It's been really cool. They, I mean, they really went all out with building this office space for us. So that's been really nice to have that space. And then we kind of started hiring like within Visit Fort Worth a lot. And so there hasn't been as many desks available as there are people. And so now we've kind of done a little bit more flex. So if we want to come in just three times a week, we can kind of pick it. I think I've gotten so in the routine of doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that I've still kind of stuck with it. And then <laughs> it's nice because it's like four days off, three days on sort of thing. I mean, obviously I'm still I'm like, shout out to my boss. I'm still working on Monday and Friday, but- oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> it's yeah, nice yeah, yeah. to have that flexibility and be able to work from home. And, you know, I think it, it kind of just goes to show that when you have this sort of flexibility, it goes to show you that you are valued and you are trusted. And I think that's a huge, for sure. huge selling point for me of, you know, working in sports my whole life and, you know, working game days and working 60 to 80 hour weeks and all of that. And now it's like, I have a work-life balance for the first time in my life. Congratulations, and, you did it. <laughs> so I think, you know, it's it's really been so fun for me to grow with this role and just see what's next, so. 
You talk about that, you know, that obviously being at, you know, University of Kansas. So talk to me, because I know there were a couple stops along the way, but how you got that first job, the Dallas Stars, I want to say, you know, where you kind of ended up in the industry and, you know, spent, you know, a good chunk of years there. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously I had a couple internship experiences. I mean, that's my biggest advice to anyone is internships, internships, internships. I mean, obviously they are they're worth every penny and every every ounce of, you know, blood, sweat and tears that you kind of go through. That is what shaped me, I would say, into, you know, really solidifying like I want to do this as a career. So, you know, I had that University of Kansas experience. Um, and it's funny because all of my internships were kind of all different. And now that I actually know the industry, my University of Kansas one was actually it was a fan experience and marketing. But now looking back on it, it was actually game ops, which okay. yeah, yeah, I would not think of at the time. So I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just doing marketing. I'm doing marketing. But there's so many different, you know, avenues that you can kind of take. And I was on headsets during the game and trying to find fans to do yep. promo contests. Oh, and yeah. I mean, I was doing basketball signings with Coach Self. And it just... Everything was so different. It just depended on, you know, what sport um, we we got to choose two main sports. And so I was basketball and football and we would work those game days heavily. Um, and then I also helped a lot with volley, women's volleyball, which I got really into. And so it just depended on, you know, what was going on that that day and what they needed from us. Um, and then my job with the Spurs was really heavily team side marketing, like your typical team side marketing. And so I think that was the first time seeing that that was available, um, you know, writing PA scripts and working with sponsors and, you know, working with the community relations department and figuring out how to tie in, you know, NBA all-star and everything to your daily, you know, grind of the season. And so that's when I knew I really wanted to be in sports and kind of solidify that. So when I moved to Dallas, I was, you know, applying here and there to jobs. And, um, you know, I, obviously I was still at the marketing arm, but I knew I wanted to be team side. And so I was still kind of putting feelers out there and I applied to the PR department of the Dallas stars to work game nights. And I got that role. And so basically I was doing post game notes helping with that but really just like okay. you know it was a game day internship um that i was really hoping would turn full time in some capacity at least just getting sure. my foot in the door so i did that for a season and about 6 months later i interviewed for actually a different role in the organization with the dallas stars so you know once you get your foot in the door and you start meeting these people and they're like okay well as soon as something becomes available like you should interview for it so i actually interviewed to be the front desk person and they were like this person who was hiring me was like you're too overqualified for that hang on a minute this is like mid-interview he's like i'm gonna go get someone from the venue side they've been wanting to <laughs> marketing but they've never had a marketing person before just just sit here interview ended up being like two and a half hours that he went and got the venue oh, person man. at the time yeah. and i got hired on the spot and i was the marketing coordinator 
And pretty much I wrote my own job description. I leaned on Lori, shout out again. Um, she's getting really lucky with these shout outs, okay? Um, <laughs> so really just figuring out, you know, what my day-to-day would be. And that was, you know, it was a 6,000 person venue and figuring out, you know, I was running social and website and, you know, all of our marketing content, writing press releases, all of that, and really helping get events to book. And so that's really interesting kind of looking back because, you know, obviously I said now that I don't help book, but a lot of my marketing back then was the leading reason that, you know, we we're getting events to book with us. So it really has come full circle for me. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I was there for like four and a half years. Um, and I grew into, so marketing coordinator, got promoted to marketing manager, went through, I mean, pretty much like everyone else during COVID, um, some furloughs. So most of our organization was furloughed for about nine months and then brought back. And so really like I was in it probably three and a half years before COVID, I would say. And I was marketing manager by that point. And then everything happened and I had no clue what was going to evolve and how, you know, if I was even going to be brought back. And I know I remember reaching out to you, Paul, of like, what, what am I supposed to do? Do I get another job? Like, do I just wait around? I was, like, I was in that mud with you. That was yeah, a crazy like, time. <laughs> like, what is life right now? What <laughs> is life? And so um, I actually, I was like, you know what? Like, this is the time to just, if I have a passion project, just find it, figure it out. And so I actually, I went home for, so unfortunately, sad circumstances, um, unrelated to COVID, but my grandma had found out that she had cancer and it was the same week of the COVID shutdown. And so I didn't realize that we were going to be shut down for, you know, however many months, obviously I don't think anyone knew that at the time. Um, but I grabbed a week's worth of clothes and drove up to Kansas and, you know, our president of the Dallas stars at the time was like, all right, you know, we'll see you in two weeks. And I was like, okay, sure. So I went up there and I was there for two and a half months living with my parents and honestly living the best life that I honestly could ever live. Yeah. Did you get um, another set of clothes? Yeah, I, I did have to drive. <laughs> I did have to drive back down to Dallas when it hit um, the end of May because it hit summer. And so I was like, I have winter sweaters from March. So we're going to have to oh, take yeah. and come back. So But yeah, so I actually, um, I ended up starting a food blog, a little food Instagram and website. I have a fan. (laughs) Shout out. Give it the plug. The Confident Kitchen. The Confident Kitchen. So honestly, it really started because all of my friends in Dallas, you know, I would host and I would invite people over and I would cook for, you know, 10, 12 girls. And we would have like a bachelor night or whatever we were watching at the time. And it was so fun. And my friends would be like, okay, I need that recipe for this. Like, even if you just start a page for us, like that we can all follow. And there's just like five followers, like, can you just do it for us, please? And I was like, Sure. I have literally nothing better to do. So why not? You know? And so it kind of just took off from there. It started out as like a couple hundred followers and 
just friends and I would just promote it on my own personal social media. And it's funny because it's like I kind of used all of my marketing strategies that I've, you know, used with my jobs and experiences, but for myself. And so it was very weird being in that, like, (laughs) kind of like a rebrand of yourself and promotion business. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's been really cool um, just to see how social media has evolved. It's actually, it's really helped me in my job itself. And I think I never like, I don't know, this whole like influencer business is all, it's very overwhelming to me. I have to take breaks from it a lot. It's social media, just like, it just overwhelms me. And I wish I was more consistent with it. I'll go, you know, a few months out of the year that I'm really consistent with it. And these are kind of the months that I am. And then during like heavy event season, I just kind of let it sit because I'm just involved in, in my work and all of that. But I will say it's like, it's been so nice to be able to learn social media through trial and error of my own kind of success and fails and and all of that and see what content works and be like, no, I actually know that this works and I know that this doesn't work and be able to use that on a day-to-day basis. So I think in some ways, it's like all of my experiences have really come full circle for me. And I think it's just important to remember that like any door that opens, like what's meant for you won't pass you. And I know it's kind of like, oh, you know, that sounds very like, motivational and whatever, but (laughs) I think it's really true. Um, I think there's so many different opportunities that we don't see on a day-to-day basis that, you know, are available for us as marketers. Like we have so much experience that's so vital for companies that are small businesses or are huge businesses. It doesn't matter if it's a small business, you know, it's like our skills are so, you know, they're translatable to so many different things. And I think that's really cool about what we do is that we can kind of just take it from one avenue to another and it's still successful. Yeah. Well, give us, give us a plug about your, your cooking. Like, so what is I, it's dairy free, right? It's mostly gluten-free. Is that something you you know, decided yourself or is it something you're just wanted, you know, is, I, I think it's really cool that you've sort of found your niche for these healthier, you know, dishes and then, you know, produced all these, you know, photos and videos. And I'm sure that's been interesting too, doing like food photography and things when you probably, you know, before doing it, you're like, how do I get the best shot of these noodles or, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've, I'm lactose intolerant and I have been probably since high school. I wasn't, I, you know, I would dabble in having cheese and I'd be like, okay, but just like not feel great. And it got to like two or three years ago and I just couldn't handle dairy, like could not handle it. Um, I'm actually really allergic to milk now. So if it's in a Starbucks drink, like, and they make it wrong, I'll literally just throw up. Like I'm just, I'm allergic to it at this point. So I don't make or cook anything. I don't eat anything with dairy. Um, Gluten-free is more like, I just feel better when I don't eat a lot of gluten, but I still will have bread and pasta. And there's so many different options now of, you know, different types of, like you said, pasta that, you know, gluten-free there's, um, you know, chickpea pasta and brown rice and whatever, all the, all the gluten-free types. 
And I think it's just really important to listen to your body, obviously. Um, Mine was telling me that we're getting old and we're 31 now and we can't eat the way that we used to. And so I don't know. It's just I never really saw a lot of dairy free, um, you know, recipes growing up. And I think it was always really hard to achieve because it's like I wanted to do what was right for my body and listen to my body. But I didn't have a lot of other influence. And it really took so much of like realizing how much better I feel when I'm eating that 80 20 of easy, healthy, um, just, you know, adding into my diet as opposed to like taking things away. Um, I'm all about just having full plates of whether it's vegetables and your starch and your, and I'm not a nutritionist by any means, but I do feel like if you listen to your body and what it's asking for, like in your cravings, that's what you're missing. And so just adding those extra nutrients to meals and, doing it in a way that's not overwhelming. I try to make my recipes fairly easy. It's funny because a lot of my friends are like, that seemed so complicated. I'm like, that was literally, it was a 20 minute thing. And they're like, I just can't get myself to do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to write it out in recipes and you're you're (laughs) because you're like, I I have faith in you. All right, Becca. So obviously you're, you're big on the social media scene and both from a work and a professional side. Everybody who's in this business right now has a boss coming into their office saying, uh, how about this threads thing? What are we doing on threads? <laughs> give me give me your your insta thoughts on uh, the whole threads thing right now. We will hold you, we will we will replay this for you in six months and see how yes. uh predict the how... future for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's interesting because I feel like I hopped on TikTok very like early. And I'm all about the like new social platforms. But I think for me with just where I'm at of burnout and just, there's just so many social media platforms. I never downloaded Be Real. And I feel like that's kind of fizzled out. I think Threads was cool. I was one of the first. I feel like I was in like that first 100,000 to download Threads. I don't know. You can look at my little at on Instagram and figure (laughs) out how many, um, (laughs) what number place, but really like the first night it was available or like the first day it went live, I downloaded threads, but I haven't posted anything. So I'm just, I just want to see what it's about. I want to learn. I want to study. I want to figure out like, what is the niche? And I think so many people hop on, especially when you're in that social media culture and, you know, a boss comes in and is like, Oh, I heard about this new platform. And I mean, my boss personally, he's like, yeah, the social media things, like you do the, those things, the (laughs) talk and the, this, this and I'm like, yeah, just I know you don't even have Instagram. And he'll be yep. like, So did you like post this? I'm like, Yeah, did you look on the social media platforms? Like it's nope. it's there. <laughs> um, but I think it's also good to kind of take a step back and see like what it's going to be used for and then and then tie it into your business and figure out how you can use it. So I'm kind of in that space right now of it feels very like my space to me of like writing your thoughts and whatever it's and it's funny because it's like maybe it's just the people that I follow on Twitter but I follow sports and news and marketing industries marketing sports industries heavily on Twitter and maybe with opening you know how it did on Instagram it's following all of those people where it's not you know it's true yeah. in, and so I think that's yeah, been- that's a, it's a different audience because it yeah I, I don't even know if I was quite as aware of how different my audiences were of those two platforms but you're exactly right it's like i look at the threads list and i'm like oh it's 
all the people that I find, you know, more interesting on like a photo based platform. And then you have Twitter, which is a little more like maybe news centric. And it, it, yeah, it is. It's interesting. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to see how many people are kind of taking a, a, an initial stance on threads when this thing literally came out less than two weeks ago. Like you got to give it time to evolve and figure out what it's supposed to be and how what it, it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. What it is and what its purpose is yeah. for your business. And I don't know. It's like, there are people on Twitter, literally you can get into the marketing Twitter, like beef in the industry, but there's people who are like claiming that they're a guru in threads. And I'm like, you can't be a guru. <laughs> if this thing just came out, you can't be like, I have X amount of experience. Like everybody has two weeks of experience. Two weeks of experience. Yeah. Every, everybody's got it on their resume already. Proficient in threads. Proficient in threads. I'm like, things I never thought I'd be talking about is just this. It's so wild. Like the way social media happens, I think that video and photo sharing apps are way more likely to succeed just in our day and age than mm -hmm. kind of these more text and news. And it just gets very it can get political. It can get it's so very, toxic so quick. Yeah. Yeah. And just very yeah. opinionated and one-sided and just, I don't know, you kind of get sucked into this whole other world. You do. Yeah, absolutely. For our type of industry, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head, like photo and video based things probably in general will probably have more staying power. But also for anything in live events, I mean, that's just the perfect platform. You know, we are this industry about experiences and events and creating this kind of visual and whether it's, yeah. you know, a concert or whether it's, you know, this whole, you know, welcomes and entries at different, you know, things that people will do. So, I mean, I think that is something that is so well designed for live events, having like an Instagram or, or Facebook or TikTok or any of those that are really focused more on that video and photo. Cause I think it really leans into what, what is our best kind of put forward with live events, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. We'll probably look back on this and be like, we were so naive. Threads was the, <laughs> last knows, three weeks, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last three weeks, or it could be here in 10 years, you know, who knows? Uh, Becca, we're just about out of time, but before we let you go, I want to hit you with our fast five. That's five quick questions. Just looking for your, your instant response. First up, do you remember your very first concert? Oh, okay. I've been thinking about this for so long. I, I feel like I'm like not the norm. I cannot remember my first concert. <laughs> That's why I asked, can you remember? <laughs> I had a vibe. <laughs> I can't. Like, How about a favorite? Do you have a favorite concert? Ooh, okay. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Good answer, yeah. yeah. All right, you mentioned hosting uh, Bachelor watch parties. Golden Bachelor, yes or no? Yeah, heck yeah. I'm here I don't know if I want to see old ladies cry. I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> I just think that there's going to be some wholesome individuals and, you know, I just, I want to right. them. I'm here for it. Uh, you have uh, somebody over to your house. You're going to cook them something. Obviously you're, you have your food blog. What's your, what's your signature go-to meal? Signature go-to meal. Whoo. Okay. Well, I have my, like, I want to impress someone with like a traditional Hungarian cuisine of like my roots, Ooh. I would do chicken paprikash and nookali, which is nice. 
basically it is like a like a paprika chicken that is marinated and cooks and it's like buttery soft and melts in your mouth with Ugh. like these homemade they're basically noodles but they're like little dumplings and then that sounds so good if i'm <laughs> thinking, visualizing it in my head right now yeah <laughs> i'm just hosting i'm probably gonna go schnitzel and probably some sort of noodle dish or rice dish but schnitzel is always a crowd pleaser you literally i haven't met anyone that doesn't like fried chicken so i kind of healthify it and you know make some asparagus or crispy brussels sprouts with it um and just kind of up its game there you go. Last question for you. What's your theme song? The reality TV show all about your life. The cameras follow you around. Uh, what is the, the theme song to the, the Becca Burger show? Oh, my gosh. This is a really good question. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have to get back to you on this. Like, I feel like I need to, like, really soak this in and, like. Could be an original. I What's that song that's like, oh God, I don't want to sing on this thing. Um, <laughs> it's like, this is me. Like there's a song that's like, this is me. Like I am who I am. Like, this is it. This is my life. I don't know how, like, I'm not, I can't. Is that I the song like, from, uh, the, from, that, from the movie? Like, it's like a, I feel like it's in like a Disney it's, movie or something. It's like. Yes, it's the one with Hugh Disney. Jackman, right? I don't I know. I, I really like, movie. I don't want to sing it because I don't want to like. Dave, save us. Oh, it's, yeah, no, it? no. It's the one from uh, Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. Greatest yeah. Showman. I like it. That, that's, I think that's uh, yeah, a good The song, the song for the movie. It, yep, it is called, yep. it is called This Is Me. Okay, perfect. Well, there you go. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, here's okay. an easy question for you. Uh. Uh, any plugs you want to give people want to learn more about the fourth worst fourth sports commission or, or follow you or your food blog. Yeah. So Fort Worth sports commission is going to be at Fort Worth sports and um, visit Fort Worth is going to be at visit Fort Worth. And then you can find me on the confident kitchen.com and at the confident kitchen. And then my social media, my personal social media handle is at Becca Berger. B-E-R-G-E-R. B-E-R-G-E-R. You would know. <laughs> I wouldn't know, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Becca, thank you so much for making the time today. We really appreciate it. and really, really love to get to know you a little bit better. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. And a big thanks to everybody for listening to this episode of Adventures in Venue Land. Remember, you can subscribe and find more episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We do love your five-star reviews. It helps others find us. Until the next adventure, I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. Thanks for listening, everyone. I think I'm going to go to the grocery and get some schnitzel and some Brussels sprouts and prepare something awesome for tonight. <laughs> Adventures in Venueland is a side project of the Event and Venue Marketing Conference, a marketing conference that brings together diversified event and venue professionals to cultivate education, collaboration, and innovation for the growing sports and live entertainment industry. Find out more at eventvenuemarketing.com. Audio editing and mixing by Camille Faulkner. Design and digital advertising by Megan Ebeck. Copywriting and publicity by Samantha Marker. Guest booking and brand strategies by Paul Hooper. Guest research by Dave Rettelberger. 
marketing strategies by Paul Hooper, Megan Ebeck, and Samantha Marker. Thanks for joining us. Until the next adventure.